Leading Edge Medicine provides only general medical information. Since everyone's individual situation is unique, you should consult your own physician before taking any action related to your personal health. All content of this program is intended for general informational purposes only. Good morning and welcome to Leading Edge Medicine with Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umat. Leading Edge Medicine is sponsored by Longevity Medical Clinics and is devoted to helping you feel and function better tomorrow than you do today. By providing the newest and most advanced medical care designed to improve both your body and your brain, Leading Edge Medicine will keep you informed regarding the very latest developments in science and medicine while highlighting some of the Northwest's most prominent physicians. All while helping you separate the science from the silly and the facts from the fiction. This is live call-in radio at its very best, giving you the opportunity to participate in the show. And now, here are your hosts for Leading Edge Medicine, Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umat, along with their co-host, Lynette Morgan. Welcome to another edition of Leading Edge Medicine. Here we are with Dr. Jerry Mixon. And you know what? It's it, This is the first show of our fall season. Can you believe that? Here we are, September 24th, and this show actually is recorded in advance. Uh, we're all enjoying time with families this weekend. Uh, Dr. Mixon, I believe you're out of town watching something that's been on my bucket list, so I can't wait for you to tell me all about it when you get back from uh, okay. from Albuquerque. Albuquerque. Yes. yes. Well, we're, yeah, we're going to the Hot Air Balloon Festival. Oh, awesome. I cannot wait to see those pictures. You'll have to tell I me have, if it's as wonderful. I was shocked to discover, too, there is a direct flight from Seattle to Albuquerque. Oh, I thought, sure, we were going to have to, you know, do stops and layovers. Uh Nope. One direct flight, few hours, bang, you're there. Wow. And this is the Hot Air Balloon Festival that, is it all weekend? It's actually two weeks. Two two full weeks. Yeah. So it's this weekend and the following weekend. And since I'm only free on the weekends, uh, we're going to run down this weekend. Okay. I love that. Okay. So we will be featuring some new material. We're going to talk about some things. Uh, we'll also be featuring some of our favorite phone calls for you. So lots of information on this show, the very first show of our leading edge medicine. Uh, Dr. Umat is off for the weekend. So Dr. Mixon, now that we are into fall and COVID, although it's, I think we're kind of tired of talking about it. Maybe we should. Yeah. I think we're sick of it. Um, is there anything we need to touch on as we head into fall. I know people are probably going to, oh no, is it going to ramp up? And, well, and We don't know. We don't know. I mean, and that's the answer. As the weather gets cold, uh-huh. people will spend more time inside. Uh-huh. The air will be recirculating. Uh, so almost every respiratory virus known to man will ramp up. That's right. Not that's, just COVID. That's the beginning of flu season. It's the beginning of RSV, respiratory syncytial virus. Uh, COVID is now endemic. It is just one of the many viruses that we all have to adjust to. Okay. And so, yeah, we're probably going to see a big ramp in viral illnesses over the next two or three months. Uh I'm going to recommend everybody go get their flu shot. Uh, There is now the new vaccine for the Omicron variant. Okay. So, you know, if you're high risk or you feel at all nervous and you want to minimize your risk from Omicron, 
uh, go get that vaccine too. It's, okay. it's available. And, and Omicron is the variant that seems to be very mild Infectious that's going on right now. Mild. Infectious, right. lots of people getting it, but lots of people getting over it. So, quick. you know, I'm, wait, I'm waiting and watching to see who and how many people are getting sick and what the risk factors are. Uh, unless something changes significantly uh, from what I'm seeing so far, I'm not going to go get another vaccine for that one. Okay. But, you know, I may change my mind based on what I see happening. All right. Now, Dr. Mixon, are you one that gets a flu shot every year? Most years. Most years. Kind of depends on the season. Yeah, well, and, and mostly just if I remember. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the real reason. I don't Yeah, I don't catch the flu very often okay. in my life. I think in my entire lifetime I've had it twice that I'm aware of. Okay. Uh, you know, I mean, those were kind of miserable years in which I had, you know, several days of... You know, Everything, yeah. Coughing, aching, puking my toenails up. <laughs> um, but, but uh, yeah, generally, you know, I just said rather not. The the vaccine doesn't bother me at all. I get the huh? flu vaccine. My arm is sore for a day or something. No big deal. Okay. So I I generally do the flu. And as long as I'm there, if the COVID thing looks tenable, I may throw that one in too. Okay. We'll see. All right. And now, what about polio? I know uh, it's been in the news, but, you know, it's sensationalized as so many things are and not very many cases, if at all, more than the one that we had last month. Um, I've been vaccinated against polio. When you were a kid, right? Same here. You know, I was I think I was kindergarten, actually, when it came through, because it was a long time ago, 70 years or so. But, yeah, we did the old Salk. And then we did the newer Sabin. Oh, with the sugar cube. Yeah. Okay. So we've done them. I've done them both. You have a little scar on your the, on your arm. No, no, that's uh, that's, that's a tuberculosis. Small, that's smallpox. Small, oh, okay. okay. Smallpox, and that's for monkeypox. Oh, okay. So um, there you go. So if I decide to take up boys, I'm protected. Yeah, I, I don't think you'll I, be doing you know, that. I don't think, it's a little <laughs> late in life to decide to swing the other way. Wow. But uh, uh, yeah. Um, okay. So, you know, we're getting to that point. I'm going to have to make up my mind pretty quick about my vaccine. But so far, I don't okay. see anything. That's not seeing like, okay, now, at, while we're talking about vaccines, it seems like when you're going through to pick up your prescriptions, they will have a whole, have you had this shot? Have you had this shot? Yeah. Uh, shingles is another one. What do you say about a shingles vaccine if uh, you have not had one before? Who and, needs to do that? And I have not. Okay. And I probably should. Okay. Just because, yes, I had chicken pox as a small child. Yep, so did I. Uh, around age two or so. I'm now in my mid-70s, and so there's a good chance that my immunity has waned enough that it might flare. Um uh, recommendation is everybody in my age group is supposed to get it. Uh-huh. So I probably will. Although from what I hear, that one hurts. Oh, and I'm a wuss. Yeah. <laughs> a doctor who gives shots. It's a wuss. Yeah. Well, you would know, never say that doctor. It's Mixon. like stress and anxiety. I'd rather give it than get it. Then get it. Yeah. So, or jump out of an airplane onto a glacier yeah, with right. skis on. But you know, uh, but no, well, that's, that part is shot. Um, no. So yes, I've spent my time jumping out of airplanes and skiing uh-huh. glaciers and so on. Um, but, I don't know. Um, Still kind of figuring out that one. Figuring that. Well, you know, and I really don't remember when my last tetanus, you know, my last 
DTAP was done. Okay. Uh, tetanus, ty- typhoid, and yada, yada. Oh, boy, yeah. Um, it, it's probably been a lot of years. I know. I can't remember mine either. And I, I, at one, once upon a time, I actually had a shot record somewhere. I remember, though. I used to keep them in the baby books of my I have my no kids. idea where my shot record <laughs> is at this point. <laughs> they all had them. I just don't know where they are. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess if I'm going to be really cautious and prudent and all that stuff, I probably ought to go back and just pretend I'm two years old and get all my shots again. There you go. Just a yeah, strong maybe on that one for this year. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. Okay, well, maybe you know not. what? <laughs> well, since we are now officially into fall, why don't we talk about uh, maybe some things that we can do at home? What are some things, uh, not le- vaccines aside, uh, some healthy things that we can do? I know we've talked about zinc. Um, just, you know, what you said earlier, we're now spending more time inside. But, boy, if you can stay outside and doing things, isn't that the best? Yes, I absolutely. love fall. Year round. Yes. Throw on extra coat or scarf on. You know, I'm sweet, but I'm not spun sugar. I don't melt if I get damp. (laughs) No. And so, yeah, I go outside, and if it's raining, I get Uh wet. There you go. And if I get wet and cold, I come in and take a nice hot shower, and it feels so good. Oh, yeah. And then we get our hot cider, and then we go back outside on the porch and watch it rain or snow. Okay. Well, maybe. yeah. I don't generally do the cider. I prefer you know, a cappuccino. My wife oh, makes a, a great cappuccino for a me. Hot cu- uh, but yeah, we we can sit out on the deck and we've got a you know a, a, a cover over it. A, we put in a few yeah. years ago, and so we get shelter. And I love watching the rain on the oh, garden. Oh, I do too. You know, rain oh. on the garden is just lovely. Oh, it's so exciting. yeah. So we'll you know we'll we'll see where it goes over the summer or over the fall rather. Um, all in all, yeah, I think you just, yeah, I take, I take all my supplements. Okay. Uh, yes, in the fall, I throw a, a zinc tablet each day in the, into that. Into the mix. I've got, you know, my resveratrol, my uh, antioxidants. Um, I exercise regularly, and so, you know, the exercise keeps me from getting fat and provides me with nice hard muscles, and my wife likes a man with hard muscles in her bed, and I enjoy being that man, so I... I work so there you go. You, just, you've got you know. that taken care of. Yeah. Uh, um, what about vitamin D? Do we need to up that at all or check with uh, our doctor? You know, I check my vitamin D twice a year. I check it every spring and every fall. Oh, okay. Uh, right now, my 5,000 units a day is doing fine for me. I don't okay. need to dose, raise it at all. Um, you know, as uh, December comes, we're going to go somewhere sunny, so I'll probably get a nice boost there. Anyway. Oh, we're yeah. Going to Portugal this year. Oh, fun. So, yeah, two okay. Weeks, two weeks in Portugal at oh, Christmas time. wonderful. My daughter is a little miffy about that. She wants to do Christmas at home. She loves her Christmas tree and the presents and having her friends over. Uh, but uh, her mother wants to go to Portugal, and since... I have a stronger vested interest in keeping my wife happy than my 10-year-old. We're going to Portugal. There you go. And you can also, you know, always have the friends over and do some Christmas things before she takes off. Yeah. That's a little easier to, you know, mm-hmm. grab than that two weeks when it's like, yes, do this while she's out of school. Well, yeah, yeah, that's the only time we have to travel is yeah. when she's out of school. You know, yeah. before we had Ivory, the first eight years of our marriage, we hit probably four or five countries oh, a year. Love that. We love Because we just pack up and run off somewhere. There you go. So we did a lot of cruises. We did Central South America. We did the Caribbean. We did Europe. We did Asia. 
once we had ivory, you know, we we didn't go anywhere for six months. Okay. She started international travel at age six months. Okay. So you did wait just a bit. We waited six for, for six months before <laughs> we took her off out of the country. And um, so she's, yeah, she's on her second passport. Okay. I love that. <laughs> that is awesome. And where has been your most favorite place to go or one one of them? My wife loves uh, southern Germany in the Bavaria region. Okay, that's where I just went, and yeah. absolutely incredible. I love the old town of Florencia. Oh, Florence, Florence Italia. Yeah, I love Florence. Uh, I love this, the old squares with the fountains in the middle. Yes. There's always people singing and dancing in the middle of the square. The orchestras. And restaurants and, and little wine bars around the outside. Um, you know, if you want to grab your wife and dance to the music, people don't think you're crazy. No, like they, they don't. Do here. You know, here I grab Bandine and I want to dance in the grocery store and people look at us odd. Oh. You know, but I figure, why not? I've got a beautiful woman. I've got nice, smooth floors. They always And you know how to dance. Pleasant elevator music <laughs> on the top. But why don't I take her in my arms and just dance That's and right. we'll pick up go. the rest of the groceries later? Okay. Uh, but in Florence, nobody looks at you strange. They you do not. Grab your woman and dance in the streets. You're just another couple dancing in the streets. That's right. I think this is a, something that America should adopt. I should have danced with my sister-in-laws and my mother-in-law when I was there. <laughs> And we sat with our cappuccinos and affogato. Is that the uh, uh, ice cream? Yes. With uh -huh. the coffee poured over the top and yes. enjoyed the music. And oh boy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So fun. Okay. So uh, for Christmas, Portugal for you. That's Portugal exciting. for Christmas. Yes. Okay. Yes. Very good. All right. Well, I love that we're already into fall. Uh, of course, this show, we will be talking about some other things during the show. We're also featuring some of our favorite, uh, some of the favorite phone calls that we've had over the summer. And in case you missed those, you might hear those again. This show is recorded since we are all gone for the weekend. Yep. 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 And then uh, and then back next month with uh, a live show. Dr. Umat will be here with me and we will uh, we'll be Actually, live in the next studio. Next week. Uh -huh. That's right. Did I say what did I say? Next month. Next month. Oh, but you know what? I think it is a new month. October 1st. I think I'll have to look on my calendar. I think next month, Saturday is October 1st. Oh. I think so. Okay. I don't have my calendar in here, so we'll double check on that. So we're going to take a quick break, but we will be back with Leading Edge Medicine and some of our favorite phone calls. So, of course, the show is recorded. You can't call in. Just sit back, relax, enjoy, and take all the information in. We'll be right back with more Leading Edge Medicine. Actually, you can call in, but you got a long wait for us to pick up. <laughs> you week. just have a point, yes. medicine for the first time in history you can choose how to age 
When considering stem cell therapy, it only makes sense to consider the only doctor with over 30 years of experience with pain management, including stem cell therapy. And that's Dr. Daniel Nelson, MD, with Eastside Pain and Regenerative Medicine. Listen to what June has to say. I recently had stem cell therapy on my knee with you. I've been sort of hobbling around with this left knee for a long, long time. I was listening to Dr. Mixon, and he recommended you and the stem cell therapy, and I made a consultation. A couple of weeks later, I had my stem cell therapy done, and quite honestly, I'm so happy with the results. My plan is to have the other one done in the fall. You should consider stem cell therapy, but call a medical doctor with experience, Dr. Daniel Nelson, MD, 425-823-4000. That's 425-823-4000 or DanielNelsonMD.com. We decided we needed something to make us feel um, younger and healthier. I didn't want to do it by myself. I knew that Larry had to come with me. Since I've uh, become a longevity patient, I just feel wonderful now. Longevity uh, is a miracle for us. As we stroll along together, holding hands, walking all alone, so in love are we too that we don't know what to do, so in love. And welcome back. This is Leading Edge Medicine. So glad that you're here. Uh, both of our doctors have the weekend off, so we are featuring some best of phone calls for you and some other good information that we feel that you'll need to hear. All right, so welcome back to Leading Edge Medicine. I'm Lynette with Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umat. We're going to take a quick break right here, but we'll be back with more Leading Edge Medicine. Stay right there. Bob did from Puyallup. Hey, Bob. Good morning. Good morning, Bob. Good morning. Yeah, I have a question. I am uh, due in the next few days to have some surgery, uh, and I was reading uh, an article recently about your gut biome, uh, talking about when they do surgery. I was told that, well, I've had this before. This is dent surgery. Uh, having to do with my prostate. And uh, they they give me, just prior to the surgery, antibiotics to prevent mm-hmm. possible infection. And uh, so I was, you know, seeing articles where that really can uh, interfere with your good bacteria and your gut biome and so on. And it might be a good idea to, um, <clears throat> after surgery, to uh, take some uh, probiotics, and so on. What are your feelings about that? Okay. Um, yeah, antibiotic therapy always affects your bowel flora. So that's just, that's a given. On the other hand, the trade-off is you're trying to prevent infections with the surgery. And so you know, that's also important. So yes, you take your antibiotics. You don't argue with the, with the surgeon. Afterwards, I would say you need to get both your your prebiotic load and uh, your probiotic load up. But I'm not a big fan of most of the commercial probiotics. Um, 
most of the commercial probiotics are basically variants of some sort of lactobacillus. These are the bacilli that you get in cheese and yogurt and so on. And, you know, those sort of live cultures can provide some benefit. But our guts are really designed to have a wide mix of soil bacteria. I mean, that's that's where our ancestors developed our biome from. Uh, you know, we, uh-huh. we ate things that grew in the ground. And, you know, all these plants and veggies and tubers have all kinds of bacteria from the soil. Uh, now, I'm not going to suggest that you go out and get a big mouthful of dirt. He <laughs> 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 may not like you. No, 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 no. no. But that, that is actually the source of most of the of the. Uh, the bacteria that our gut is supposed to have. Um, so what you want to do is get a big, I, I'm thinking a prebiotic, probably more important than your probiotics, unless you're getting oh. a very, very unusual mix. Um, and, and that's because the prebiotic load is primarily fiber. And it is the growth material that will allow the bacteria to thrive. Mm-hmm. And so our bacteria eat primarily the soluble and insoluble fibers in our diet. Uh, so uh-huh. the antibiotic, if you get one or two doses of antibiotic, it's not going to wipe out all your gut flora. It's going to lower the numbers that are there. But a typical bacterium in your bowel will reproduce about every 30 minutes. So in an, in 30 minutes, you've doubled the number. 30 more minutes, you double them again. 30 minutes, you double oh. them again. <laughs> All right. And so the, the flora in your gut will recover very quickly. What you really want to do is provide them with the nutrients they need to grow and thrive, and that's primarily fiber. Oh, okay. What's a good example of some food that would be prebiotics and probiotics? Um, Any woody vegetable, uh, everything from celery to... Yeah, onions, bok choy, garlic, uh, uh, leek. Mm -hmm. Or beans, Um, you know, any of the... Any of the uh, the high fiber sort of things that have a, a, a hard, firm texture to them. So you know, um, beans and uh, well, what else? You said celery. Yeah, celery is is pretty woody. Um, you know, when I think of fruits, I'm typically eating apples, pears. Yeah. The old apple a day keeps the doctor away actually <laughs> has a basis. Yeah. Uh, apple has a lot of fiber in it. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's the sort of thing you're after. Things that you, that you got to chew. Yeah. Okay? If it melts oh, in your mouth, okay. it's probably not good. Yeah. Ah, okay. And then the probiotics, is that the different type of food then, or is that just... Well, yeah, if you're going to be probiotics from your diet, um, again, the best would be fresh garden vegetables. But this time of year, you're probably not growing much in your garden. And so, you know, and the stuff in the store has been washed over and over and over and over again. So the bacterial load on our garden, our vegetables from the grocery store are relatively low. Um, that, that's the bad news. The good news is that they uh, they still have some of the bacteria, 
And again, bacteria grow quickly once you get them in your gut. So the trick there, though, is your your veggies uh, consume a fair number of them raw. You know, if you boil the heck out of them, you're going to be killing the bacteria. You're sterilizing. Oh, okay. Okay. So you eat them. Eat them as salads. Salads are good. One other quick question. I appreciate it. That was really helpful. Uh, you were talking about vitamin D earlier, and uh, that was very helpful to hear that. But I was just wondering, if you took a supplement or something, is there a, a, a dosage or something that uh, in yeah. our kind of climate that yeah, you recommend climate, for vitamin the, D? Well, the average person in this range, and again, we check our patients so we know what our patients need. But mm-hmm. anywhere from two to 5,000 a day is where most people up in this area do well. Uh, personally, I'm taking 5,000 a day. Some people only need two. Uh, yeah, it, you said, like you said correctly, Jerry, we just measure, and sometimes during the winter months, I will have to double it yeah. to keep them at ideal ranges. Yeah, there are people in the winters that need to go up to five or 10 or even 15,000 units. So, again, it's less important what you put in your mouth than what's in your bloodstream. And the only way to know that is to measure. So have your doctor check your your vitamin D level. Then you've got an yeah. idea of what you need to do. Okay. Thank you very much. That, that was very, very helpful. All right. Take Good care, luck sir. with the surgery. Okay, sticking right here in Seattle, we have Ben on the line. Good morning, Ben. Good morning, Ben. Good morning. Say last week or the week before, I heard you mention progesterone cream and beef and uh, benign prostate herpesbreed, and I'm I'm kind of interested in that. I've I've had that prescribed before, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't realize the benefits associated with it. Uh, but I think I think they are significant, especially after what I heard last week. And I went mm-hmm. ahead and ordered some. I'd like to know. Uh, the benefits of it again for men and okay. what a good blood level would be. Well, blood levels are, are something that need to be measured clearly. Um, progesterone is a neurotransmitter. It impacts the way our brains work. So if you have adequate progesterone levels, it damps down anxiety. You feel less stress. You sleep better at night. So uh, from a mood impact, I think progesterone for men and women is a real benefit. Um, it Topically, I, like, I apply it to my face and neck because it makes the skin thicker and more elastic. You know, as you age, your skin tends to thin out and it, it loses its stretch. It just sags. And I, I like to have the elasticity back in my skin so it, it's not saggy. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I, I keep it for the cosmetic effect, too. Uh, in the prostate... It impacts the estrogen receptor, uh, the alpha receptor. You have two types of estrogen receptors in men and women. Uh, men primarily have beta receptors in our abdomen, uh, which why it's why we get big bellies when we gain weight. That beta estrogen receptor lays down the fat inside our abdomens. Um, but our prostates have an alpha receptor. 
and progesterone impacts, alters the function of that alpha receptor at 127 different sites on the on the uh, on the receptor, and it changes the function of the estrogen receptor in the prostate. Um, and inhibits the immortalization of the prostate epithelium. Uh, the epithelial cells in the prostate, when the progesterone levels get too low, the estrogen receptor starts causing them to live longer and longer and longer. And it's that increased lifespan of the epithelial cells that's causing the prostate to get bigger. It's because the cells are being immortalized. There is a a perfectly reasonable theoretical argument to say that 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 immortalization process probably is involved in the production of prostate cancers because prostate cancer by definition is a cell that's undergone a mutation that has resulted in the effective immortalization of the cell. Um, so I, I don't have studies to prove that the prostate cancer incidence is lower with progesterone. But there are good studies showing that it allows the prostate cells to die at a much more normal rate, much closer to what a young man's prostate cells would die at. And as a consequence, you know, young men with high progesterone levels do not normally get big prostates. And as we age and our progesterone levels are dropping and the immortalization process starts picking up, the prostate gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And also with that aging and larger prostate, the incidence of prostate cancer rises, though whether that's due to that progesterone impact or not, I don't know. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so then the question is how high? <laughs> okay. I tend to yeah, do I'm over, best. I'm over. I'm uh, in my early sixties, and my value was point two. Yeah, and I keep mine about ten times where yours is. <laughs> I keep mine up around two, okay. two and a half. Uh, there was a time when I I OD'd a bit. I got my progesterone level up around six and a half, and I found at that level I was getting kind of moody. Um, you know, too much progesterone makes women moody. Well, it makes us guys moody, too. So I find two, two and a half, so 10 to 15 times where you're running <laughs> tends to be a, a nice place for me. And so when we talk okay. to our doctors, we, we tell them around two if for most guys is going to be a pretty good point. You know, progesterone, people talk, think that testosterone for men is the biggie. Yeah. But progesterone is an important hormone. Yeah. Yeah, it just is. All of these hormones, progesterone, pregnenolone, dehydropyandosterone, testosterone, estradiol, they are all neurotransmitters. They yeah. all impact the way we think and the way we feel. They they alter our memory. They alter our, our word choice. They, they impact our drive, our ambition, our self-confidence, our stress levels, our sleep patterns. Um, you know, so it's not just a matter of one hormone for men and another hormone for women. Yeah, yeah. We all make all of these hormones yeah. and they are important for all of us and it's not one thing. It's not and it's, everybody doesn't respond the same way either and everybody's needs are a little bit different too. And they have to be customized to the patient. Yeah, exactly. I, I 
hate it when people say, well, what's the right dose? <laughs> well, come on in. We'll draw your blood. That's we'll- right. We're going to take a quick break right here, but we'll be back with more Leading Edge Medicine. Stay right there. Leading Edge Medicine. Pete Talbot here again for a good friend of mine, Dr. Michael Gilbert of Northwest Vision Institute in Bellevue and Kirkland. My wife Vicki and I have been seeing him for over 20 years, but most importantly, Michael and his entire medical team are simply amazing, offering what virtually no other clinics offer, an advanced ocular exam. Honestly, it's like Dr. McCoy on Star Trek compared to the typical eye exam you're used to. For nearly 40 years now, I've been researching and interviewing physicians throughout the country. And I can tell you, whether it's LASIK, RLE, refractive cataract surgery, retina, or dry eye problems, without question, Dr. Gilbert and all the doctors at Northwest Vision Institute are some of the most advanced in the Pacific Northwest. To schedule your advanced ocular exam, go to nwvision.com nwvision.com or you can call 425-450-2020 425-450-2020 Longevity Medical Clinic is happy to announce that Longevity Development, the business and marketing arm of Longevity Medical Clinic has entered a strategic management relationship with Paramount Pharmacy. As a medical clinic we cannot tell anyone where they have to go to fill their compounded prescriptions. We can only make suggestions. But for the last two years we have referred our patients to Paramount Pharmacy for three key reasons. Excellent quality control. Excellent pricing and excellent customer service. And now, due to our new management oversight and relationship, Longevity Development and Paramount are actually working together to better serve our patients. A team approach to better health care. It truly can make a difference. And now, to celebrate and to convince you that we truly feel we can better serve your health needs while saving you money, Paramount has agreed to make an offer to all new patients willing to give Paramount a try. On your first prescription only, Paramount is offering you a 90-day supply for their 30-day cost. That's right, a 90-day prescription for the 30-day cost. All you need to do is call Paramount at 425-251-1660. It's as simple as that. Call 425-251-1660. I finally went and took that free test, and it didn't hurt. I went ahead and and, uh, moved forward with uh, genetic testing and inflammatory markers and stuff like that, so I'm encouraged to see what those results are. So... How would this work for my father at 80 years old? Hear that whistle, it's 10 o'clock. Come on, baby, it's time to rock. I'm so happy I got you here. And welcome back. It's more Leading Edge Medicine. My name is Lynette, along with Dr. Jerry Nixon and Dr. Umat. So glad you're here. We're featuring some of our favorite phone calls from this past year. Headed to Mount Lake Terrace. Good morning, Terry. Good morning, Terry. Good 
Good morning. It's, it's been a couple of weeks since we heard from you. Yeah, um, been fighting some of my own um, issues. <laughs> I um, did recover from uh, COVID back in the early September, but um, anyway, uh-huh. it's all natural. I threw it. And, um, but uh, so I'm going to deviate from this scandemic thing a little bit here. And, Feel free. Uh, <laughs> okay, so I have for quite some time had issues with the. Um, RBC and the uh, marker, the uh, volume parameters and some markers um, going in and out of um, RBC on the low end, and of course the volume markers on the high end, and been taking a fair amount of um, B12, mm-hmm. and um, my MMA seems to be pretty stable at about 110 or so, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to figure out what in the heck. Um, could be going on with this RBC and vo- these volume markers. I mean, what what else can okay. I do? All right, let me let me see if I can interpret some of this for the rest of the audience that do- that sure. doesn't follow your parameters quite That's as right. closely as you do. <laughs> I'm All thinking right. MMA is that yep. mixed martial arts. Yes, MMA. He's he, he's a mixed okay. martial arts fan. <laughs> for you, <Terry>. and, uh, <laughs> no, no, that's probably something medical. Lamic acid. Okay. Um, yeah, he's. Um, RBC stands for red blood cell. Okay. Okay. And so we look at several things with your red blood cells. Uh, These are the ones that carry the oxygen to your tissues. And so you need a fair number of them. And as your red cells get low, we call you anemic. That's what anemia is. But even before you become anemic, you can start changing the character of your red blood cells. And if you don't have enough of, uh, of the B vitamins then you tend to get big red blood cells. We call it a megaloblastic anemia, big, big red cells. Okay, And so if his red cells are on the large size, but the number of red cells is on the low side, then we have to say, why? What's going on? And the most common reason is a deficiency of a B vitamin. Okay. Um, B12 and folate being the most common ones that people get deficient in. But he's taking B12. Uh, Terry has called us many times in the past, and I know he's an obsessive vitamin taker. (laughs) (laughs) Vitamins, that's good. Yes. Um, So he's taking plenty, and yet he still has cellular indices that would indicate that he may have a deficiency. And yet when he measures the markers for his B12, they're okay. And that tells us that he probably has a genetic anomaly. Not Mm -hmm. everybody processes these like everybody else. You know, the good Lord made human beings by a general plan. And we all kind of follow that general plan. But there's enormous variation within the plan. And some folks are simply cued to function a bit differently than the rest of us. Some people, for instance, don't methylate their B vitamin, their folic acid, and so on well. And so those people need a pre-methylated folate. Um, There are people, though, that when you look at their vitamin metabolism, everything is copacetic, but their bone marrow is just not working the way Mm. other people's do. And we we call these dyscrasias. They have bone marrow that is not cancerous. It's not like a leukemia per se, but it's not totally normal either. 
day. Uh, and they, they make abnormal numbers or types of the red cells being, and or white cells being produced in their bone marrow. And now, uh, Terry, I've never had a bone marrow biopsy on you. I've never had a hematology <laughs> consult on you. But right. if you if you were my patient, if you were a patient at longevity, I suspect our doctors would be kicking you over to a hematologist and saying, work up this guy's bone marrow and find out what the heck is going on. Because okay. the rest of your numbers look pretty good. Okay, I do have a hematologist, and my next appointment uh, will be coming up in a few months, so I will Good. I will do that. And All right. you're right about you're right about the B vitamins because I've got a pair of those six seventy seven MTHFR things. Uh-huh. And, uh, so, but um, um, that can be a, a problem as well. And sure, my homocysteine has been all over the map from 6.9 to 16.3 mm-hmm. and jumping mm-hmm. back and forth. Yeah, I like so, the 6.9. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this, me too. <laughs> where the, six, the 16 sucks. Yeah. 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 So, so anyway, uh, so I'm, I'm trying the alternate pathways of betaine and choline and that sort of thing to try good. to bypass some of that. But um Anyway, uh, not with much success at the moment. But okay, right. so back to the hematologist. I will uh, ask for bone marrow workup. Okay. All right, thank you, All sir. Right. Take care. Thank you, Terry. Let's go to Renton now. We are still south. Margie is on the line with the question. And if you have a question for us, we invite you to call at 800-465-8770. Just like Margie. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you all so much. And, um, yes, Dr. Mixon, I think four or five, six weeks ago, you mentioned that one of your little COVID prevention tactics is when you get home from having been around a group, you do something to your nose with an iodine uh, solution. I'm not sure Mm -hmm. if it's a swab or if you're spraying something in there. And I I have actually read recently about iodine, too. So... Can you? T- I've looked and looked for those swabs. I could never find them. Right. Can you tell me what is a yeah, swab I, or a neti pot and the solution balance? Yes, I, I, I think you're you're re- misremembering a little bit. Uh, okay. It wasn't iodine. It was zinc. Zinc. <laughs> oh, right. it was zinc. Yes, it was. And zinc. I've been reading about iodine. Oh, you are right. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, well, remind me some more. Yeah, let's talk about this. Okay. Well, first of all, um, almost anything you do to knock down the bacterial or the viral load, in this case, in your nose, mouth, and throat, does help Uh to lower the risk of clinically uh, infections with, with COVID. Uh, right. Mouthwashes, for instance, actually can knock down the viral load. Okay. Uh, they unfortunately also knock down the bacteria that help you produce nitric oxide. So, you know, I think that's a, that's a mix. If okay. I, if I get a sniffle, let's, cause I, I fly a lot, right? I travel. So I have not uh, been yeah. locked down in my ba- basement with a mask. I've been in the last couple of months, I've been to Florida twice, Texas twice, California three times. I mean, oh, wow. You know, so I'm on airplanes a whole lot, and I am bouncing yeah. around parts of the country where nobody's wearing masks. Um, uh-huh. 
And so if I get any sniffle at all, even the slighty stuff in my nose, I go ahead and do a zinc swab. Hmm. Uh, And and you can buy those at any drugstore. Uh, The brand is usually Airborne. They make a, a zinc swab. But right now, almost every... CVS and Walgreens and everybody makes their own brands, Kroger from the grocery stores. And I their brands. I haven't been in the right stores because I have not been able to find them. I have no idea what I'm talking about. All right. Well, if you if you go to so, a Wal- Walgreens or um, CVS or Rite Aid or Fred Meyer, uh, they all carry it. And if you go to the section that says cold and flu, mm. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Uh, the Airborne is a is the biggest national brand. Uh, theirs tends to cost about fifty percent more than the store brand, so I always buy the store brand. Uh, <laughs> okay. okay, and um, yeah, I just, just I just keep some in my medicine cabinet all the time. Uh, and if I get any exposure or any kind of minor sniffle, I do the zinc swab in my nose, and then I take some zinc lozenges mm. and let those dissolve in my mouth and slowly trickle down my throat to knock down the uh, viral load. Thank um, so isn't it is a um, swab like like a Q-tip? It's kind of like yeah, it's it's kind of like it comes in a it comes in a little plastic sheath and you break it off there's a swab in there you dip it in you put it up all the way high in your nose you want to run it all the way back and you you move it around and then you dip it again and you go to the other nary and you dip it and go back and forth so that each nostril you've done about three times Hmm. and so you're kind of you're taking this gel this zinc containing gel that's in the little plastic sheath and you're transferring it up into your upper airway and uh, it turns out that zinc is toxic to a large number of viruses, including uh, COVID. Uh-huh. Oh, well, thank you. Well, I'll keep looking then. I've been in the wrong stores. Um, right. There you go. So everything's there. Do you think that that's better than the povidone iodine? Solution. It's certainly less messy. <laughs> you know, okay. yeah, Providine iodine is, you know, it's it's reddish brown yeah, in color. Yeah, that's not going to yeah. look so pretty it, in your yeah, nose. It stains everything it touches. You know, yeah. you dribble it down your shirt. You've just destroyed a shirt. Yeah. Uh, the, the zinc yeah. gels are clear and colorless and leave no trace. Yeah. There you go. And that brand is airborne. Far back that that you swallow, that you end up swallowing it. Yes. Yes. And in fact, after I have swabbed myself both sides, then I sniff good and hard, Ah. trying to get it, suck it back up into that upper airway so that it's running down the back of my throat. Exactly. If there's any virus there, I want the little critters to die. (laughs) You should have seen his face when he said that. Die. That's what I wanted to know. We'll be back in just a moment with more of our favorite phone calls as this is a recorded program for this weekend while the doctors are enjoying some time with their families. Stay right there. We'll be right back with more Leading Edge Medicine.
If you or someone you love is struggling with memory issues, find out about Longevity Memory. Call Longevity right now to schedule your memory consultation evaluation. 425-654-0258. That's 425-654-0258. Longevity Medical Clinic is happy to announce that Longevity Development, the business and marketing arm of Longevity Medical Clinic, has entered a strategic management relationship with Paramount Pharmacy. As a medical clinic, we cannot tell anyone where they have to go to fill their compounded prescriptions. We can only make suggestions. But for the last two years, we have referred our patients to Paramount Pharmacy for three key reasons. Excellent quality control excellent pricing, and excellent customer service. And now, due to our new management oversight and relationship, Longevity Development and Paramount are actually working together to better serve our patients. A team approach to better health care. It truly can make a difference. And now, to celebrate and to convince you that we truly feel we can better serve your health needs while saving you money, Paramount has agreed to make an offer to all new patients willing to give Paramount a try. On your first prescription only, Paramount is offering you a 90-day supply for their 30-day cost. That's right, a 90-day prescription for the 30-day cost. All you need to do is call Paramount at 425-251-1660. It's as simple as that. Call 425-251-1660. I'm in the longevity program in Linwood with Dr. Armstrong, and I'm very happy. And one of the things I realize why it's been very successful for me is that I feel like I have a personal coach. The night was clear, and the moon was yellow, and the leaves came tumbling down. Leading Edge Medicine. So glad you've tuned in. We enjoy it when you are part of our show, which is why we're featuring some of our favorite phone calls during this weekend while the doctors are taking some time with their families. Yep, but we'll be back in the studio live next weekend. Just wanted you to know that. All right, we are headed to Bothell. We have Katie on the line. Hi there, Katie. Hi, how are you guys doing? <laughs> doing well, thank you, ma'am. Yes. Good. Um, I have a question. Um, I'm a type 1 diabetic, and I've been on um, cholesterol now for two years, and I've had type 1 diabetes for 60 years, and I am in really good health. Good. Um, except for cholesterol. So my question is, what are the side effects to cholesterol? Because I've heard so many bad things about it, and I'm on 40 milligrams because my cholesterol was 297, and now it went down to 185 with the cholesterol. Is there anything okay. whoa, else whoa, whoa. I can do to get the cholesterol is okay. the, is is the is the hormone we're trying to decrease? Are you referring to the okay. anti-cholesterol medication, the, the statins? statins? Yeah. That's what she's saying, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So on yes. on this forty milligram of statins, yes, your cholesterol has come down, right, to one eighty five, which yes. is now normal. Yes. Yes. What's your yes. LDL cholesterol? Do you know? Uh, I think it was 
67. Oh, very good. Yeah. Excellent. If it's only 65, that's remarkably good, yeah. Ah. Um, okay. Okay. So, so, okay, so, so carry on. I What's heard, your question? Yeah. So I heard, like, it causes dementia and it causes stroke and it causes... Everybody's saying, oh, my God, it's just a poison. Get off of that. Don't stay on that. It's not good for you. Go another way. And I'm, like, going... Uh, okay. <laughs> so, okay. Is, is it really that bad for you? Not for most people. Yeah. It's a very good question, and there has been a lot written about it and a lot talked about it. Um, the important thing to remember is that you're a type 1 diabetic, and therefore you are mm-hmm. at a higher risk of problems than somebody who doesn't have diabetes. And so we have to protect right. you more than the average person. The biggest thing that people worry about in uh, hyperlipidemia, which is high cholesterol, which is what you had, is the risk for stroke and heart attack. And statins will lower the risk for stroke and heart attack, okay? So each individual case you have to think about carefully. In your case, yes, it will lower that risk. And because you're a type 1 diabetic, you are at a slightly higher risk than the average person. Having said that, we do see a lot of problems with statin medications. Yes, your friends and family Mm -hmm. are right. It does increase risk for dementia. It causes depletion of nutrients, especially CoQ10. It can cause muscle aches and pains. Muscle weakness. Muscle weakness, yeah. Fatigue, fuzzy thinking, Mm -hmm. memory issues. Yeah. So the list Mm -hmm. goes on and on. And so they're right to say, hey, can you manage your cholesterol without it? Um, You have to talk to your doctor about your personal risk. What I do when I try to decide is look at the history, uh, look at the family history. I do a calcium score, which is a CT scan of the heart, looking at plaque buildup. And I do a special study on particle sizes of cholesterol and also looking at lipoprotein particle A levels and apolipoprotein levels to help us decide whether it is okay to leave the patient on supplements like red yeast rice, which will also lower cholesterol but have fewer side effects, or whether they should stay on the statin, which they need because it will lower their risk for stroke. Okay. At the very least, you should do a nutritional analysis, and you should be taking high doses of CoQ10. Yeah, I do that now. I take 300. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah, so... You know, the, the biggest question with uh, statin is whether or not you're having adverse effects. If you're getting your cholesterol coming down nicely, which you are, and mm-hmm. you're not having fuzzy thinking, your muscles aren't getting weak, you don't have a, a muscular pains and cramping and so on, um, you know, yeah. you are one of the fortunate folks that do just great with the drug. Uh, yeah. So, okay. You know, so yeah, okay. there's an old adage: um, if it works, don't fix it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, within reason. I mean, you can drive cholesterol too low, but you know, cholesterol is the mother hormone. All right, it's there for a reason. It's not a decoration. It's not a bad thing. Cholesterol is critical for life. Without cholesterol, you would die. Uh, so your body uses cholesterol. 
you use cholesterol in the metabolism of every cell in your body. You use cholesterol in your brain to help your, your neurons work properly. Uh, you turn cholesterol into pregnenolone, dehydropyandosterone, testosterone, estrogen, progesterone, cortisols. All of these other hormones are made out of cholesterol. Okay, so so if you interfere with cholesterol metabolism too too much, that's why you start getting side effects. Uh, you know, you have to have cholesterol for your muscles to work well. And if you block cholesterol mm-hmm. metabolism in your muscles, many people get muscle weakness and fatigue and cramping. If the neurons uh, are are having too much of their cholesterol metabolism interfered with, people get memory problems and fuzzy thinking. And you know. so, but if if your cholesterol is still high enough and your metabolism systemically is perking along just fine and you not have any adverse side effects, then why would you change the drug? Well, I was just curious for down the future. I didn't want to have any of these big problems. So. Sure. <laughs> I mean, you can talk to the prescribing physician and see if you can get away with a lower dose since you've gotten such a good response. Mm-hmm. That's a reasonable question. Yeah. Sure. And also, yeah. are there yeah. are there dietary and lifestyle issues you can do to further lower mm-hmm. your cholesterol? You know, people who, for instance, the leaner you get, the lower your cholesterol tends to be. Mm-hmm. The more muscle mass mm-hmm. you've got, yeah. the lower your cholesterol tends to be. The more you exercise, the lower your cholesterol tends to be. And with her being type 1 diabetic, I'm pretty sure she's been taking care of herself. Uh, she, if she's still doing oh, yeah. as well like as she's she is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I ride yeah. the bike every day. I try and walk my dog. I eat a lot of, uh, not a lot, but like strawberries, all the berries for my uh-huh. kidneys. And my kidneys is my... Creatinine is zero point nine eight. Oh wow! And awesome. you know, nice. I've I've been really I've taken really good care of myself. So um, good for you. yeah, good for you. Yeah. Mm. So. Right. So okay. it sounds me like yeah. you're, you're doing it right. Yeah. Don't change. Yeah, don't don't change. Go find yeah. out about the particle sizes a little bit. What are your personal risk factors? Ask to do a calcium score. That'll give you more insight. And then if all of those things are great, you can then, you know, ask if you can get away with a lower dose. Okay. 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 All right. Well, thank you guys very much. You're welcome, Thank ma'am. you, Katie. Yeah, good luck, Katie. Well, we've enjoyed playing back some of our favorite phone calls with you uh, over the last several months. This is a pre-recorded edition of Leading Edge Medicine. I'm Lynette, and we'll be back with more of your phone calls. And Dr. Mixon has some special things he'll be sharing as well. So lots of new information on the way. you want to stay tuned for that. Of course, this is Leading Edge Medicine being brought to you by Longevity Medical Clinic. And you can always get more information about what we do and how we want to keep you stronger, leaner, faster, smarter, sexier, and happier by going to our website, lmclinic.com. You can also give us a call at 1-866-86-YOUNG. That's 866-86-YOUNG. We're still offering that free health analysis appointment, which includes those two free tests, the blood test and the in-body test. So now is a great time to take advantage of this and get signed up at one of our clinics. 
Clinics in Kirkland, Tacoma, or Linwood. Here's that number again. It's 866-86-YOUNG. Or go to our website. You can sign up there as well and pick the day or the time that works best for you at lmclinic.com. Hey, we'll be back with hour number two in just a moment. Stay close. 